guys, welcome back to Drinks at Dana's. Welcome to our first episode, episode one, recapping 201. Um, I'm Chris. Um, with me, I have Ash and Jess. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, where, where are you guys recording from so the listeners know? Um, this is Jess, a.k.a. Slicey from the Illwood Online. And I, the banging you can hear right now is because I am on a houseboat in the middle of a lake on the border of Arizona and Utah in the United States. And I don't even know what time zone I'm in right now because it depends where I am on the lake, what time it is. <laughs> and so if you hear, you know, water or boat motors, or if I suddenly disappear, that's because I'm basically in the middle of um, Navajo land with very little internet or cell phone service. Oh, it's so exotic. But we'll see how we go. Sweet. Yeah, this, this is a real world podcast. Real world. <laughs> coming to you from three continents because I'm in Sydney, Australia, where it's currently 8.42 in the morning. Good morning. And you're on lockdown, so you have nowhere to go to leave your house I have anyway. nowhere to be. Yeah, we're <laughs> locked into our houses. Good, good times. Ash, where are you at? Well, I am all the way in the Isle of Man in the UK. And it is almost midnight here, so we are definitely having some pretty dedicated time when we are trying to make the three worst time zones possible <laughs> line up <laughs> for a recording. So real dedication to the show here. Oh my God, it would be a blessing to be in the same room at the same time. Yeah, I feel like I won this one. All right, well, let's Whatever. get into the episode. We're going to recap it scene by scene so i mean not you know in full detail but we'll we'll try our best all right let's get to it all right opening scene can i just say that i love the costume designer christy's choice of all of these suits that uh, sophie and alice are wearing and shane and can i have one of each please yeah i love i love alice's suits especially like in in the episode they're mm -hmm. great sophie's looking fly af here the longest walk in the world while everybody's like I know and like tell us. yeah the cliffhanger from season the end of season one it just we're like what wait what's happening because it hasn't been long enough it, it's not like it hasn't been two years well, or anything well that's another thing that I never I was so confused about like what how much time has passed here well like, it's the L word time yeah time it's, it's, it's irrelevant <laughs> I was definitely concerned when it started and I saw this scene. I'm like, wait, are they already married? Do they just do that to us over the break and we didn't see it? I'm like, what is going on here? Help me understand. All right. So then they skipped to this 15 hours earlier, which I, I confused me even more because I was like expecting it to suddenly be like the airport and it wasn't. It was Shane walking down this weird corridor and entering a vending machine. It was cool to see Lena Waithe though. I thought that was a a nice choice to put her in the episode and it and you know another showtime person but definitely a, a good guest star for the first episode yeah i kind of hope she's like in more episodes yeah, i feel like they shut it down yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was the most confused about this compared to any scene in this episode because it just seemed to come out of nowhere 
And so the whole time I'm like, I don't un- even understand like what are Shane and Tess doing? Like are, is, and it seemed like the most unrealistic of any of the possible scenes. Cause I'm like the secret lesbian underground, ground poker clubs actually exist because <laughs> it definitely felt like the most Hollywood and then I'm like maybe I'm just not in the know uh, like uh, you know most people who listen to my channel know that I used to work in the poker industry for a long time and stuff like this abs- absolutely happens there I can imagine was, it happening in West Hollywood I mentioned before about a woman called Molly Bloom who she used to run yeah. a big underground poker thing with like Ben Affleck and Toby Maguire and things they they do well and they keep them legal by doing like tips but it's when they start taking a rake which is what they're doing here which is what makes it illegal oh is that like an entrance fee like it's gone the minute you give it over no it's it's where they take a percentage of the the pot so you know, if there's a hundred dollars in there, they'll just take out ten dollars as like a fee for them, and then the ninety dollars is what you can win. Oh, and then when that um Chloe girl is like introducing herself and she says, Oh, Shane says, What's your name? <clears throat> and she goes, Oh, Chloe, but at the same time Eddie says Chloe, I'm like, Girl, you better back off. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty clear signal there, I thought. Shane always getting herself into trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did seem like, to be a hint of old Shane here in this episode. Yeah, I thought so too. Womanizing ways. Yeah, I'm like, oh, but she still has the dog. That was a bit of a cliffhanger from last <laughs> season. I'm like, yes, she kept the dog. I'm happy about the dog. It felt old Shane, and I wonder if this is like, is is this how the divorce is going to go? Are we going to see like Playgirl Shane again with like you know a different girl or two or three different girls in every episode? I kind of hope that for her. (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird because all the interviews that I read with Kate, she basically said that she didn't want that to happen. So, yeah, maybe they're just easing the viewers into it. Like, like, hey, Shane's going to be different this season, but, like, she's still Shane in the beginning. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, so the other thing with this poker room was, like, I was so confused because I'm, like, is this just being filmed at the Semi-Tropic, which is Dana's? It definitely looked like that way. I mean, the bar and, and everything, the curtains. Yeah, I had the same thought. I think it might be the same filming filming location. Which would be weird because then, like, it would be Shane's bar. <laughs> that was, I think that was part of my confusion. I'm, like... Does Dana's not exist anymore? Or has Shane and Tess just turned their whole thing into a poker night? I was very confused starting out. So just just stick with it. If you haven't, if if you're listening to this and haven't watched the episode yet, your questions will be answered in time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because Tess too, like she was the manager of of Dana. So I was like, oh, she has this whole other like side hustle. It's like a dealer, which is you know, it's a, a pretty lucrative career. So it's interesting that she had two pretty full-time jobs. Yeah. I was, I was confused about that a little bit, but also like it's LA. So yeah, everyone has more than one job. Yeah. I mean, I my, myself have three, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this next scene with um, Alice and Nat was one of my favorite scenes, I think in the whole oh, episode. Me too. Me too. God, they're funny. 
And when my girl Gigi shows up too, made it even better. Yeah. Oh, that that was yep. I was not crazy about Nat last season, but I'm already digging her in this episode and just like the humor factor. I love the way Nat. she just like jumped in the back and like first of all scared the shit out of them, but then also like cock blocked them at the same time. <laughs> she's like, "Hey, bitches!" <laughs> I just love Alice afterwards when she's like, "She's a real menace." Like just that choice of words, and, <laughs> like talking about her taking the two pieces of gum. It's just Lisa Haley is is brilliant too. She's like comedy she's so gold, good comedy scene. gold. When she was like, um, I'm glad to see you're still into public sex. <laughs> like, were you really? What? <laughs> I love how she can't even like get through the like, oh, I want to get back together before she like bursts out laughing. Yeah, yeah. I think all the people who are like shipping the thruple for a second were like, yay! And then they were like, oh. <laughs> but like this point where Alice realizes that she needs a girlfriend so that that she can get out of their lives and not be a problem to them anymore. It was hilarious. I was like, yes, Gigi needs a girlfriend. I didn't even think about who she might be setting her up with. Did Did you guys? Oh, yeah. No? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Only because we've seen all the things. Yeah, my dreams are coming true. So, yeah, I was prepared. Yeah, Jess watches no trailers <clears throat> and knows nothing. Correct. I'm always like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And she's like, no. <laughs> well, Jess will be the virgin podcaster out of the three of us, I think. She's seen the least. Definitely. I like to um, not be spoiled when I go into an episode. I don't like to watch the commercials or the trailers or anything. Because I, like I like it to be a surprise. Going fresh. Yeah. Going fresh. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah. me and Ash are like devouring at anything that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it can be a blurry Zoom picture and I will find context. Yeah. So this next scene, we finally get Tina in this episode again. I know I was like, Tina! Tina! Yet again, I'm sure you guys were not surprised about, but I, it was a little... <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting to me to see her in the first episode. Like, oh, look, she's there. I, I mean, so when I watched season one, I watched it um, at a public screening with a whole room full of dozens of lesbians. So I was just, I was kind of picturing their responses every time something happened at, like on screen. So I just knew the second Tina showed up, it's like squeals of delight <laughs> and cheers like go through the audience. I could practically hear everyone in their homes watching this. We were very <laughs> excited to see Tina and Bette on screen together again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to Carrie. I actually like, I don't mind her. She's actually quite likable as a character. I just don't, I don't see the vibe between her and Tina. But, that's but I think me. that's the point. Like, I think that's the point. Yeah. I love how completely different she is from all of these LA women. Me too. And, and I've said this since even before they cast Rosie was that it would be so boring if a Bet clone turned up that Tina's dating and why would she leave Bet for someone exactly mm. like her? Like she's mm -hmm. finding something different in Carrie. So I'm really glad that they went through with that. And mm -hmm. I, I like I like Rosie, so I'm glad that she was cast. Yeah, I feel like um, Carrie kind of reminds me a little bit of of myself. <laughs> I have my ways, and I'm I'm quite direct, and sometimes I say some inappropriate things, but. I, I kind of got that vibe from her. I don't know if that's the vibe they were going for, but um, 
where she just can't, she doesn't have a filter. She'll just say stuff. A very Midwestern sincerity from Carrie mm. that the the LA crowd lacks. You know, they're a bit more superficial, a bit, uh, they're a bit mean, honestly, to Carrie With in this episode. Girls. Yeah, they were kind of, they were kind of mean girls. Um, oh yeah, it, it's going to be the whole, I mean, there's an episode coming up called Lobsters 2. It's going to be some sort of a max situation where they're all awful at dinner. Oh no, don't even. <laughs> I think it was interesting that they did, that it's so obvious that Angie likes her. And, and I do like that they put that scene in with Jordy because it, yeah. I think a lot of people were going to say, oh, she's just saying that she likes her because of like Tina and stuff. But I mean, she was with Jordy and they were alone and she's saying she really likes her. So, yeah, I thought that was cute. It was a very, it was a, uh, to me, it was a very humorous contrast between Beth's reaction mm-hmm. to Carrie, like uh, <laughs> Carrie and like complaining to um, Shane and Alice about her. And then Jordy and Angie being like, oh, we love Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Although this whole like sperm donor like wanting to find my family just seemed a bit like out of the blue for me because they were just having this cool family bonding moment and then she's just like I want to find out who my I guess her dad is it just seemed really weird for me I think I read an interview with the showrunner and she was saying how you know now a lot of the stories that they're trying to tell are not just the typical oh my God, I'm gay and coming out and then killing the character off or they disappear and how they want to tell more stories. Like there's a lot of kids who now are, they were conceived this way and how it it is going and finding the donor or certain circumstances like that. So they did talk about it like last year. So I think. Oh yeah. Like I, I, like I don't mind the storyline. I don't just the the timing of when they introduced her talking about it just seemed Mm -hmm. odd in that kitchen moment is all. Yeah. Especially in that moment, I did expect the sort of conflict or whatever for this season with Angie to be around the relationship with Tina and Carrie and um, you know, whether her parents would get back together or trying to pretend to be, if she was, pretending to be okay with Tina and Carrie's relationship going forward. So um, I was, I was a bit actually pleasantly surprised by this storyline. I think it's a great one. Yeah. Plus I like, I love this little bonding moment. They had Bet and Angie at the end where she's like, she's trying, Angie's trying to change the, sh- the subject and she's just like, Oh, look at these. They're cut so nicely. Did you make them? <laughs> I saw it differently. I, I think that the thing with Angie and Bet is like they do have a really good and like special relationship. But I also think that Angie sees some of Bet's like shortcomings, like how she is so quick to shut Carrie down and she is like. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Bette Porter and I'm a Bette Porter apologist, but she is a very difficult person and very headstrong and stuff. And I feel as though Angie's a bit more softer like Tina. So I I think that Angie sometimes is trying to like mellow that out a little bit. So not much to say about the next scene, which is just Danny and Sophie 
planning the ill-fated wedding, but we want to definitely talk about Micah and how everything is going with him and Jose since it was a little bit of a cliffhanger with him, but we all thought there was something bigger that was going to be behind that Jose reveal. We got some additional information. Even we barely saw Micah or Jose on screen. Um, we we at least got the additional information that Jose is still married to his husband, which I did not see coming. I thought we'd get after that, the art gallery showing where um, Micah found out that Jose had a husband. I thought there'd be some sort of logical explanation to it. Like, Oh, they got married for a green card or, Oh, they're really separated, but he's still calling himself his husband or something. But this just seems like a full on affair now. Yeah, I feel sorry for Micah. Like, he's just there, like, coming to his room or house or wherever he is Hotel. and, like, being the other man. I don't know. I, I did think that it was it was going to be an, exactly an explanation, like like Jess just said. So, and, and Jose's even like, oh, I have to give him a chance and stuff. Like, Yeah, like, so then why are they staying together? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this scene where, like, Sophie comments on, Alice's hair I was like oh has she changed her hair oh the note I wrote for this was like is this like the Alice show after dark I mean this does not look like a daytime talk show anymore did did the Alice show used to look like this I'm like like what is happening right now that it's the nightclub version of the Alice show yeah well Leisha's hair was so she talked about this on the pants podcast because I listened to and take in every tiny scrap of information that (laughs) She had really, really white blonde hair last season. Like oh, it's yeah, similar it to mine. Blonde, right? And she said that it started like breaking off and things. So I think that was like, maybe it was a little joke or maybe it was just someone just put it in the script because her hair is different. But I that was just it funny that she joke. said it was because people couldn't tell her apart from Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> so I still don't know what segment um, Alice wants Sophie to help her produce because she could didn't really quite explain it that well. It was like carpool karaoke and Oprah and something. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she wants Sophie to produce it. Like, is that a whole job? I guess well, I I think she was saying that 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 she wants to make like a new segment so that for her to go out and research or this new senior level producer to that that's the the job to go and find the whatever it's going to be and get it sorted and cast and all this stuff. So it's weird though, that she, that Sophie didn't accept it right away. Like, I feel like yeah, she'd be one of those I, people that would have just been like, yep, I'm, do- I'm in, I'm doing it. But then she was all shitty with Danny last season because Danny accepted the bet job mm-hmm. without talking to her. So maybe she was like, Oh, I can't be a hypocrite. <laughs> And I don't understand what it is about TV shows, like why actors can't act with coffee. Like, yeah, you can tell there's nothing in it. <laughs> there's nothing in those cups. And, and every single show I watch, they, they always act like there's nothing in the cup. I'm like, at least fill it with water or something. Like, it just, let me just skull right right to the bottom of this supposed full coffee cup. And let me splash it around while I walk. <laughs> That's just one of my pet peeves. What were you guys thinking when Alice is name dropping Finley and Sophie is incredibly uncomfortable? I was uncomfortable. I was like, I don't like Sophie in that moment. 
she just kind of like feels like she's running away from her problems and not facing it. Regardless of what else happened, I mean, Finley's her best friend. And so it did feel a little weird. And I feel like Finley really loved her job. Like for her to just come back was just a bit strange. All right. So the girls are now, I was going to, I almost said the planet. (laughs) The girls are all talking (laughs) of Dana's. (laughs) So we do know that Dana's bar is still existing and it's still there. So that's good. For you, Jess, who was confused if Dana still was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I was confused because you see Tess working these other jobs and I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to Dana's? Why Why are they doing oh, yeah. other things? So then what do we think of uh, Bet's criteria? Oh, I'm totally on Team Shane and Alice on this one. That's yeah, delusional but- if she thinks she wants someone exactly like herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, That she just wants a wifey. Like, I mean, didn't Tina basically tell her that exact thing? And isn't that the reason why they're not together now? I mean, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it seems Uh, to be a complete revelation to bet that they would think that she wants a, a, a wifey to support her and, you know, not someone as, as independent and headstrong as bet is herself. I've probably said this like nine million times moving on to the to the next scene where Bet's well it's she's wearing it in the other scene too. But mm-hmm. this outfit that Bet has on in all those pictures and when she's meeting Isaac Sakarian, like is just killer. Like I really want to get it myself. Well, I know the suit game on in this episode is amazing. Oh yeah. I mean even Isaac's suit, I would take it. Yeah, yeah. Is that purple velvet? So this might be a dumb question, but is Isaac Zakarian a real person or is this a character? No, no. No, no. (laughs) You know, sometimes they bring real people on the show and I'm like, am I supposed to? I mean, it was just an oddly written and sort of acted scene. So I'm like, is this one of those where this is a real person? And I just (laughs) don't know because this is not my world or what? What they do with like the, especially a lot with um, Bet's art scenes and like when they had the CAC and and when she's teaching and stuff, they, so this Isaac Zakarian, like, okay, an Isaac Zakarian doesn't exist, but a lot of the times there's very similar people that they just like change the name. And I don't know who this one is based on, but there have been a few in the past that very similar sort of thing. Uh, I did enjoy the little, nod slash throwback to the CAC. I was like, CAC I did. represent. Yeah. I like that too. I like that Marge is bringing in little elements of the past to like be like remind people who've been watching longer to be like, oh, hey, it's still the same show. She's done a really good job actually, I think, connecting it to the original, but still being, hmm, I don't know. I wouldn't say better, but, you know, more suited to this time i guess while not completely forgetting the original yeah or at least for me it makes it seem like it's existing in the same universe as before yeah i think that the they've done a brilliant job of it because i i think there's enough that people like us who have been fans since the original feel like like we just talked about but then it's not so heavy handed that if you hadn't seen the original, you don't know what's going on. 
Right. Totally thought Bet was owning that interview until you get to the end and he already had her office oh, yeah. set up and everything. I was like, oh, ooh, he had your number. Yeah. She was like, fucking dick, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this next scene with Sophie and Alice. Like, their colors are popping off the screen, first of all, their wardrobe. But, like, <laughs> the way, like, Alice enters and she's like, mm, yeah, okay, bye-bye. Like, <laughs> so exaggerated. Again, Leisha Haley Gold. How much trouble do you think Alice is going to cause with this book she's writing? Les Girls Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> right. The chart Part 25. <laughs> it's so funny because Leisha and Kay are recapping the original L Word and the whole chart thing came up because they, they've only just started and Leisha was saying basically how Alice came up with Facebook and how you know she must have had a, known how to code and all these things and it just it's so funny listening to them like you know they half remember filming it but they've not really watched it in ages so it's it's so funny listening to them explaining all the things and about the char and that it's it's really good worth a listen so what do we think of this um confession from sophie to alice about what happened (laughs) i mean i i think that it was necessary for the situation because obviously alice has already called her but at the same time alice is her boss and although they do seem to have a good relationship and there's like that you know they're they're both like queer so it's you know that little bit of closeness that you just get sometimes but I think they're they're not really like friends so I did Mm -hmm. think it was a lot to share yeah there's a little bit of an awkward vibe going there I I feel but, you know, I loved how Alice was like, oh, I don't need to know more details. <laughs> like, I felt the same way. I'm like, I don't need to know more. Which is different because and shows you maybe she's like grown a little bit because before she'd be like, tell me everything. Oh, yeah. Mm. So moving on, well, really back to the start of the episode, we've come full circle to the 15 hours have elapsed and now Sophie is walking up the steps again and seeing Danny. Can I just say the the music as Sophie is running up the stairs there is like on point. I think Janine did a great job picking out that song. It's like, I just feel like, oh, the drama. Now we're and how is the wedding already tomorrow? Like, that's why I was confused as to how much time past because like we had some kind of dinner yeah. which I guess is was a rehearsal or some of some kind and then now we're back and well actually no this is the yeah because if it's just been like the summer that yeah, Finley's like, been gone that's ridiculously fast to put together a wedding especially if you're doing it at a proper venue but they're super rich so it, yeah oh, true. they just pay, like pay people to do it like most people like most super rich people they'll just be like ah six months just pay all the people and turn up on the day also i think you're right ash like weren't you the one that guessed that this when when we saw them filming at this location and we saw snippets of what the, of, that there might be a wedding that you guessed that it was this wedding 
Oh, yeah. And I even get, you can go back in my live. I said, I bet you Finley turns up like Ross and Rachel. <laughs> I did have you on the writing but, stuff. Okay. So this is a point we can say about the last season ended on a cliffhanger and Sophie was running through the airport supposedly to choose to go after either Danny to Hawaii or Finley to Missouri. We don't see what happened in the immediate yeah. aftermath of that. So are we just assuming she went to Hawaii now? I yeah. mean, I'm going to assume not she went, yeah, addressed. So, but yeah, you have to guess, you know, how did we end up here with them getting ready to get married? You have to assume that she yeah, followed well, that, Danny. Yeah, Danny's dad does mention like, oh, we're glad you didn't, you know, elope in Hawaii. So mm-hmm, I think that they right. did go to Hawaii. I also was going back and forth though, because I was like, maybe Sophie just left the airport and then Danny didn't get on the flight. And it was like, oh, we were going to get married in Hawaii, but now we didn't go. So mm. I guess it could be. That could also have happened. Or she could have gone after Finley and Finley was already on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> we will never know. I was missing Fim- Finley in this episode. Yeah, I, d- I do love Finley. Yeah, I missed Finley. But whoa, does she make an entrance? <laughs> Woohoo! Promise to tell Danny by tomorrow. I'm like, mm-hmm. You tell her. I the one thing I didn't like about kind of that whole thing was like Mike is supposed to be Danny's like best friend, and no, I did feel very much like his pre- his pressure there was not appreciated. He was very, I felt he was a little too aggressive. I wanted to be like, step back, Micah. <laughs> oh, no, I thought, I, like, I, I, if anything, I would have been like, tell her now, right this second. <laughs> yeah, that Micah should just tell her. I think that's maybe where you're going, Ash, that, like, yeah. if that's your best friend, oh. you're supposed to tell them that. Yeah. And it might be different. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, different or harder when you sort of absorb each other's friend groups, you know? So now mm, it's like, yeah. you're all friends, um, but yeah, I mean, Michael's original loyalty was definitely to Danny. So I kind of think he did the right thing because you would, you would burn your bridges with the other friends you've made, you know, mm-hmm. if, if he went directly to Danny, but to kind of give her an opportunity to fix it herself while still making it obvious that he cares about Danny's feelings and future. So next up, moving on to the best blind date and setup in history, my girls, Bet and Gigi at the restaurant. And I have to say that, like, Gigi's opening line is the best ever, where she's just like, shut the fuck up! (laughs) Bet's, like, genuinely confused, like, what's going on right now? Yeah, she doesn't seem to realize it's, it's her that's showing up first, and then... I don't know. I, I I had this little theory through season one that Bet like took a shine to Gigi because this this like a couple of little scenes where it, even when they're in at Bet's office and Alice is telling them about the thruple, she says like uh, Bet says to Alice, "Oh, Natek's wife." And Alice is like, um, have you seen her? And Bet's like, yeah. And there's some other like <laughs> little things that I, I like. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe she was just like, oh, she's she had something else. But I, I still think that Bet was giving her the eye through season one. Mm. 
That's a good theory. I like that theory. Bit of a backstory. Yeah, and I love how Nat here is like, Gigi sent me all these emojis and I have no <laughs> idea what they mean. But she's like, I think it's going well. <laughs> Alice watches TV like my dad does. She's like, who's that? Why is that? Why are they, is that person wearing a leather jacket? What's happening right now? Can I say that Nat falling asleep in the middle of sex here is my spirit animal? <laughs> Alice Maybe. is the appropriate oh. level of chagrined and pissed off, though. I'm glad that she's like, nope. Don't talk to me. <laughs> She's like, not even going to continue there. So we're back at the restaurant and my favorite girls, Bet and Gigi, are starting their blind date, both looking amazing. They both yeah. look ridiculously fantastic, of course. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And Gigi has the best opening line ever of like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'd have that. that reaction if either of them showed up. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that, and I would probably fall off my chair. <laughs> and we get a predictable Hollywood trope here, like every TV show. Of course, the ex the one and the new partner show up at the same restaurant. Of course. How awkward is that? Oh, no. Yeah, and I, I love that Like when the whole scallop thing comes up, like Gigi kills it, and you see Bat look at her and be like, oh and she definitely takes a you know big shine to her when Gigi puts <laughs> Carrie but like when she says save, save it for the grown-ups I still don't understand like I'm as confused as Carrie <laughs> like what does I she mean, mean by that it's just a way to put her down and insult her I mean it just oh. it was a whole mean girls vibe that I was am not here for um but the, but that is definitely when Bet took notice of Gigi and her entire demeanor changed yeah yeah she does say i would say i love you but i don't know you <laughs> like i would too there was a ton of people who sent me messages on instagram asking me to explain the scallops thing so you're not alone <laughs> i think we're a, a lot of us out there are carrie yeah i think she was just you know comparing her to a child because children are weird about you know picky about food yeah. and stuff but kind of just a way to for me, it just seems like Laurel constantly is trying her hardest not to crack up when she's doing a scene with Rosie. Like, even in this serious scene where they're talking about Bet watching them, she just looks like she's just trying not to laugh really hard. Uh, yeah, I can see that. And I love how Carrie is very, like, she, like I said before, she's very direct. So she tells Tina, like, well, obviously she's still in love with you. Uh, Tina's yeah. like, no. Like, I'm like, come on, Tina. <laughs> how can you not know well, these two are just like I know oh. I think my screen melted a little bit <laughs> I love how unfazed Carrie seemed to be by Bet's behavior that it was so obvious to her and it didn't bother her she didn't seem um, like self self-conscious or like she had any doubt about Tina being 100% with her, you know, she wasn't, she didn't seem to be worried at all about bet as competition, you know? So she just stated it again. It just seemed very matter of fact. And like, she could see the, she, she, she definitely thought the behavior was rude, but she didn't seem at all um, cornered or 
attacked as far as like fighting for Tina's affection. She was just kind of like mm. stated the obvious. She's still into you and you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be like a nightmare to deal with if she was your oh my word. current girlfriend's ex-wife. Like she's she's a lot. But then uh, after she kissed her, I think she liked it and then went in for another one. Yeah. I mean like I think the second part of that kiss was all bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. Brilliant, brilliant favorite moment of the first episode. Yep, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> See this whole poker situation where Eddie calls in um Shane and Tess and makes her sit down, it feels very mafia to me. But <laughs> but it was it very weird. It was also very I was confused because I'm like, it's not like she actually slept with this wife Chloe and also Shane didn't know that you know it was her wife so I think that expelling her from the game was seemed a bit harsh did Tess not know that that was the wife if she works there yeah that I I, is a little bit unbelievable too because it definitely seems like she's been working there for you know at least a few weeks probably a significant amount of time and if I was friends with someone like Shane and I was taking her somewhere like this. I would yeah. be like, listen, you need to not be you. And also this person is dating this person. This person is dating this person. Cause it like, she surely knows Shane by now. Hello. They met because Shane. Well, trouble her flight, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, like, I was thinking literally- someone who knows Shane better would do that, but yeah, she already kind of, did that exact thing to Tess. So Tess forgives her like very, very quickly though, considering Tess she's looks amazing too. Yeah, she looks really good. And then we go to Danny and Sophie out on the town getting drunk. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Boring. And Sophie is basically taking any opportunity to avoid telling any truth yeah. that she needs to to Danny secretly hoping that Danny's confession of a Bet crush is going to turn into, oh, I secretly slept with Bet to like Well, I mean, it was, she was given yeah, she was given a lot of opportunities to tell her, and that would have been a good one. Like, oh, you had a crush on Bet? Uh, FYI. <laughs> but then, you know, Danny saying that it's a deal breaker, the cheating. So I think that pretty much killed any courage that Sophie had in telling her. Yeah, I'm sure her blood pressure was just like, whenever she said that. Okay, so we're at the big day, Danny and Sophie's wedding, and Bet is giving a debriefing to Alice and Nat, who are pestering her for details about what happened with Gigi. And I can't believe that Alice suggested, did they finger? I was like, oh my God, Alice. (laughs) Yeah, I and Alice could not get an, enough information. She wanted more. I did like the little, like, when they're like, oh, Yo, the gasp was everything. They I'm like, oh, yeah. When she says that they kissed. I love everyone. Like, Alice's dress in this scene, too, is, is great. I love well, it. Everyone is dressed amazingly. Again, I want the suit that Shane's wearing, and I want the suit that Sophie's wearing. <laughs> and yet again, Tess has another oh, job. <laughs> she is moonlighting as the bartender and still looks amazing even at, at a catering job 
But basically, yeah, so yeah. basically that uh, Shane got test fired from her second job. <laughs> Sad <laughs> at the poker. But I also want to be like, wait, if Shane's her boss and she manages the whole bar, can she not pay her enough to not have to do all these side gigs? (laughs) Good point. Like, how about instead of $7 an hour, you pay, like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So the scene with Sophie and Alice out in this balcony area, I I still don't understand. Is this Sophie just wanting permission to not tell Denny again? (laughs) Yeah, I think think so, but... Is an odd again, like an odd choice to choose Alice because Micah and her sister know. So Yeah, why are they not the confidant? Like especially her like Maribel, like the sister knows the whole situation. So mm. and and this is the thing that I found strange was okay, Micah last night saying you need to tell her. And yeah, okay, if I was Micah, I would say, okay, I'm going to give them the night and she can tell her. But if it was the wedding day and walking up the aisle, basically, and I know my friend, there would have been a reaction. Like, you're not just going to go, okay, you cheated on me. Let's still go through with the wedding. So Mm. that's what I found strange that Micah hadn't at some point been like, okay, I need to tell her. So moving on to another part of the wedding, Alice spies Nat talking to a mysterious other woman and heads over to see what the situation is because we all know Alice can't help herself. What's that lady's name? I don't know if this is just Marissa. Like Marissa. I don't know if this is just a throwaway scene or is this actually going to lead to something in the season? Uh, I think it's going to lead to something in the season since Marissa's in like three episodes. Oh, really? So this scene with um, Marissa and Nat talking and jealous Alice running over was just weird to me because it's like, what is she? Like, what? Like, what are they talking about? And like, what? Why did Nat get all weird when Alice came over? I don't know. That was something yeah. else that was a bit far fetched to me. I'm like, do people who are um, Polly or? like swingers or whatever like do you just like the first second you meet someone start talking about like how many partners you'd have and how you'd like it seems like an odd conversation for a wedding mingle with a stranger just being like hi it's like the whole hi i'm ash and did you know i'm gay and i I don't even tell someone i'm gay if i met them at a wedding It'd be different if it was like, oh, I've heard so much about you, and then you start talking about yeah. it. But oh, you're the gay, like a complete stranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really know where this Marissa thing is going, but um, I feel like it's going to be good. But I feel like it may lead to Nat and Alice breaking up. Maybe I don't know. I'll just get that. So we're finally getting to the wedding, and Danny is walking down the aisle to meet Sophie, who still has not confessed her indiscretions to her. I've, I've, like I said, I I predicted that Finley was going to show up, but I just, the whole time Danny was walking down, I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Because I just did not think they were going to get married. So Danny looks so pretty. Yeah, she does. Ari Mandy was saying that they actually were going to make this wedding even bigger, but obviously because of like COVID and stuff that they had to to Hmm. shrink it down. But everyone looks great in this scene. 
They do. Why? Okay, here's the other thing. Why wouldn't Danny think it's freaking weird that Finley's not showing up for the wedding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good It's just like a friend. best friend slash roommate who lived with them. You would think everyone would assume that she'd be part of the wedding. Yeah, she's like, so, like definitely Sophie's best friend. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Also, can I just say that I do enjoy Mike giving a little bit of the eyes to Maribel? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Well, what's yeah. happening there? I did not notice. I just love the way that Finley like stomps in. Hello? <laughs> like a hat on. I love the aside. There's no, no one no. in the whole, like in the whole I love the, event. <laughs> I love the aside to Tess right there where she's like, yeah. I might need a ride home. <laughs> Tess is like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> is she drunk? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so Finley, like, uh, hey, P.S., I'm going to ride home. She could have at least worn a tuxedo t-shirt. Oh. Well, she's not going to the wedding. <laughs> no, no, no. You know one of those t-shirts that have the tuxedo printed on it? No, I know. <laughs> you could half be dressed up. I mean, she knew she was going to a wedding. You're like crashing a wedding like this. Like what <sighs> you're wearing is the least of your worries. Right. You're making... Oh my god. <laughs> that being said, I do kind of want Finley's t-shirt. And like, okay, we know Finley is like an impulsive puppy, but like this takes legit guts to, especially for someone like Finley, who has never had sex without being drunk to like throw all her emotions there out in front of everyone. Yeah. Majorly. Yeah, it was a very gutsy move. And then we end with basically a very similar. Another cliffhanger. Episode one. Part two. Yep. All of us that wanted answers still don't have answers. Who does she pick from? Yeah. Just from a viewer perspective, I was very glad to come back around to this cliffhanger because I was just a little fearful over the brink. And then also with the way this episode started that we wouldn't get that Finley, Sophie, Danny, like conclusion or find out what had actually happened. So yeah. Or to have it all happen in the, like, oh, like, over the past six months, you know. Yeah. And just to have them tell us what happened instead of showing us. Oh, yeah. Like, as in, like, it's much later and we didn't see what happened. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to episode two. Me too. Yes. Well, I guess we'll see you all next time. Very excited. Yeah, thanks my for audio listening. will be better next time. I promise, and because I won't be floating yeah. in the middle of a lake. <laughs> I do not recommend trying to do anything internet related, much less a podcast um, on a large body of water. FYI. Thank you so much for listening to Drinks at Dana's. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, or any other good podcasting service. If you would like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at drinks at Dana's. You can also find Jess and Chris at the L Word Online on Instagram. And you can find myself, Ash Silver, on YouTube. We hope that you have a great week. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you here back next week for episode two of the L Word Generation Q season two only on Showtime.
I'm surprised. Sorry, my cat's going nuts. Gloria! <laughs> <laughs> Can this please be in the podcast? Leave that in. 